Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. everybody yeah, listen to the discus larry collective podcast i'm your host warren i'm here with glenn today and we're just doing a review of nxt from last night and um, before we get into that we're just gonna basically say thanks very much for listening all the way up till now and if you like what we're doing give us a follow on the socials on instagram discus larry collective on twitter the discus larry and then wherever you get your podcasts apple podcast spotify acast or stitcher then just give us a follow on there if you want shoot us a message on any of the socials if you want to hear us talk about something in particular but yeah so we'll just rattle on into this then so last night was the fallout from vengeance day which was a hell of a pay-per-view we already reviewed that we both thoroughly enjoyed excellent pay-per-view yeah excellent. amazing yeah definitely show the show of the year so far i know we're only in february but hell of a show gonna be hard to beat to be honest um so, benchmark oh it really is yeah and then so last night yeah the fallout from it so to start off the show, we had Kyle O'Reilly in the ring. He was calling out Adam Cole because obviously at the end of Vengeance Day, Cole turned on him. And Kyle O'Reilly did a real good job here selling the anger because he isn't one of the guys that's who, like, who's like fantastic on the mic right now. He's good, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he obviously doesn't have that kind of Adam Cole swagger to him. So it was good that like, yeah. like he did prove how good he can be. So he, he sold the anger well, calling him out. And then he was greeted by Roddy Strong. He came out forced. And then again, that kind of tipped um, Kyle O'Reilly over a bit. He was just like, I don't want to hear from you. I don't care. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then Roderick Strong gave, a, gave it back as well. So it was good to see, like we were chatting about a few minutes ago, good to see them two getting that airtime in terms of being on the mic as well. And um, yeah, it, you could see O'Reilly visibly frustrated, pacing around the ring, didn't want anything to do with Roderick Strong. Said that he's gotten to a point now where he can't trust Strong and he can't even trust himself. He doesn't know who to trust because of that, like the fact that Adam Cole turned on them. Wasn't enjoying it at all. And then we had Balor come out. And then you could see yeah. Colorado really looked like he was going to blow a gasket. He was going mad. And um, Balor came out. Yeah. And he was saying, um, basically, he's covering up. He's saying Coyle's covering up for uh, Adam Cole. And he, he can't trust any of them at all. So same kind of deal. Uh, he was rightly so. He was pissed off because after that gorilla match with Pete Dunne, he got taken out by Adam Cole on the sly. So as he was coming out to the ring, he kind of got into Roddy Strong's face. Bit of a back and forth between them. And then... Pete Dunne, only Lorcan, Danny Borch came out of shadows and hopped on them, mainly focusing on Finn Balor and the other two lads kind of helped him out. But uh, this was mainly obviously to set up the, the main event for tonight. Obviously, there was some story continuation between Dunne and Balor and then obviously just in general because of uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Balor as well. So it was kind of cool, but it wasn't like it... it, it, it uh, you knew it was going to happen, do you know what I mean? But um, it did well to set up the, the main event for later on, but... I thought it was a yeah. good start to the show. Anyway, what about you? Uh, yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Like you said, Al Riley just showing showing his heart on the mic. Like what he, what every accent charisma made more than made up for with with emotion. And I think maybe whichever way 
the lads have agreed to have this uh, story written, I definitely do think that there's still a, a, an actual bit of, ah, it's fucking over type of feeling to, to, to how the lads were talking to one another. Like, this isn't going to be, I imagine, something that's just going to be like, you know, handshakes and, here, let me, let, I'll offer you my back so you can hit my chair with the back. No, Seth, I won't hit your chair with the back because we're friends type. It's not going to end up in that. They're going to go on their chair as single stars. Um, it sets a precedent, though. I don't know how or what direction they're going to take it in, whether the feud is going to be internal combustion of undisputed area. And then you'll get that big, you know, Kyle O'Reilly has the redemption arc against Adam Cole, whether they're going to just have Pete Dunne try to take the belt off Balor and then, you know, if they're going to be feuding around the, the belt or if they're going to keep them separate. So it's interesting, but I am slightly worried that we'll we'll go off on too many tangents that we'll have, you know, O'Reilly and Cole and Balor and Strong and fucking, you know, Pete Dunne will eventually have his falling out with his crew and and then it'll 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 stagger and kind of like it'll spread out too thin. I would love to see where everyone's still fairly hyper focused on the prize while being really pissed off one another. Like we're talking like uh, ninety nine to two thousand, where everyone was still fighting one another for belts and con- continuity was key. So like. I still don't trust you from three months ago type of stuff. Like, not I'll oh, forget about that next week. Like, so yeah, you. really, really good. Sets up the main event well. Uh, Pete Dunn Co playing the heels as per always, doing real good job. I'm, I'm enjoying their work as well. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right as well about you don't want it to spread too thin, too many splinters kind of into a tangent that's you don't really want. Yeah. But at the same time, though, in my eyes anyway, just from what I took from it, I think we're gonna have obviously Cole and. Uh, O'Reilly that's going to be the main focus I think Balor still has a bit of unfinished business with Dunn because of the fact he's, he's still jumping him uh, Dunn still yeah. has something to prove there obviously so I think the main story we'll have is whoever puts each other away whether it's uh, if O'Reilly beats Cole or if Cole beats O'Reilly they'll then go on to fight Balor afterwards so obviously we'll know yeah. more next week now see how it goes but yeah hopefully not hopefully it's not too too slapdash but yeah good setup anyway um, yeah. In terms of the first match of the night, then we had uh, the first tag team match we actually had, which was Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon against uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Pretty good match again, um, by all these. Excellent show, yeah. yeah. Excellent show. So they were given a good bit of time as well. The, what you call it? The Candice LeRae, as we said, I think we said it the week before about her being the ring general. She still shows how good she is in the ring. Um, yeah. Ember Moon again, finding that groove back as well. So that's it's good to see. Uh, Shotzi was really put on some excellent show. Well, the Shotzi kind of had some spots. She, you know, she yeah. she had a place in it. But I do think when you're when you're when you're surrounded with Candice LeRae and and, and Ember Moon specifically, those two, yeah, the, the spotlight will be taken off you pretty much no matter who you are on the on the women's roster for NXT. Um, but that's not to say it's a bad thing. Obviously, they're 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 mainstays, and they will eventually go on to you know take the women's belt and and, and that, yeah. um, which will open up those spots for Shotzi to take the the, the center spotlight at the women's mid card. But as far as showings go, couldn't get much better than that. Like we didn't see any of the other NXT mainstay women on on the card, re- relatively speaking. So I'm, I'm definitely pleased with what we got. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the I suppose the other big thing to take from it was it was there was some parts where it was just almost like headlock filler just because they were showing stuff on the Titantron as well because of um they they were leading into the Austin Theory he got kidnapped the other day yeah um by Dexter Loomis so a white fan pulled up in the parking lot Johnny Gargano who was on commentary he ran out to check who it was and eventually then he brought out um Austin Theory who was like tied up and stuff but um there was a 
kind of a funny moment, like to be honest with you. But um, yeah, yeah. That, that obviously that took took a little part in the match off because the camera wasn't on them. But yeah, still overall yeah. for what you saw though was pretty good. And um, the likes of Indy Hartwell still showing her inexperience a bit, but again, she's getting better every week. Do you know what I mean? You can see her getting better, and again, you're only going to get better when you're working with Candice LeRae or you're in the ring with Ember Moon and stuff. So exactly, and that's where you'll get Shotzi and 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 thing to cut their teeth. And then they will they will fit into those spots quite nicely. Yeah. While I am a little bit annoyed that part of the kind of the humor and the men's kind of ongoings did cut into the women's match a bit, and that's just because I enjoy watching them get better, and I enjoy that you know these people are are kind of you know this is the time that they're given. Um, I was surprised by the use of the screwy finish and that you know like kind of ran up and the kind of there was a distraction in that but i thought it was it was effective storytelling because it doesn't take away from any of the stars it doesn't make their win any less impactful and nxt doesn't really use that many screwy finishes like compared to the main roster so i actually thought that this had a place on the whole card yeah yeah dead right dead right they don't um they don't really kind of overuse that that false finish or this like oh someone's getting involved or we have a ref bump they don't really use that too often so yeah pretty good to see um mm-hmm. after this then we had a little pre-taped scene with um pat uh pat mcafee and yeah. he was on like a, a, his private jet and stuff like that he was just basically saying like he was always right about adam cole and he was a scumbag to begin with and you also just listen to him um obviously i think they're kind of getting um pat back in now soon i know he was off for a bit um there was kind of a breakdown in talks with contracts and this that and the other i heard it was because obviously he's an nfl guy he'd just be doing, say, sports center and stuff like that. He's like a, like a commentator and stuff. So I'm not sure whether they just didn't want to be aligned with that, like WWE or something. Mm. I don't know, but it seems to be all good in the hood there anyway. But yeah, just a small little thing with uh, Pat McAfee for pretty much no reason, just to kind of get his face back on the screen. But um, yeah, so then next yeah. match then we had was the four singles match. And we had uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott against Leon Ruff. Um Scott got his normal entrance. Leon Ruff got the whole jobber entrance. We are already in the ring. No, no music, nothing like that. Um, Leon Ruff is, is actually pretty good. Like in terms of obviously he's deadly in the ring, but I mean he has that kind of character where he's like he's still almost like in shock that he's there and how how good he genuinely is. That's he's, he plays that character pretty good, like that uh, deer in the headlights kind of thing. L- lightning kid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he was a uh, again. He was in a what you call it. He's up against the test in Swerve Scott. Um, Swerve obviously hasn't really, I suppose, found a mark he that he, he did. hasn't hasn't done a lot, has he? Though he hasn't. No, yeah. Compared to like on the indies and stuff, and like I think he was in Impact for a while. Like um, Shane Strickland was the name he used to be under, and um, he has a yeah. great moveset. It's completely different. It's like the way you have Leo Rush nowadays in that kind yeah. of like. Oh, he does moves, and you're kind of like, wow, how did he even do that? Uh, Swerve was doing that, I think, before kind of Leo Rush was. It's like the way the Ricochet was doing it then before them. So yeah, it's like a natural progression, but. Really good matches were held funny enough. It was only kind of short, just more of a sprint of a match, kind of to set up something uh, for the yeah. next few weeks. It was the it was give them give them time enough because these are the types of guys who can fit hundred moves in three minutes. Yeah, and just yeah. let them run with it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that I kind of look forward to them developing to where I want to see them more. I think if you pull the trigger too early on lads like these, you'll get bored halfway through one of their matches. But then if you if you if you only if you only teeter with like two minute matches here and there, then it also won't captivate you enough. So I, I would like to see something where we do get okay, like the lads are, are having a back and forth and having a back and forth, and then you're able to get them to pull out that full move set yeah. and be genuinely surprised by it. Like I, I think back to kind of some of the early uh, court angle matches and um, where you'd kind of be like, Well, fuck this guy can go, like yeah. um 
Now, obviously, he's a completely different athlete. I'm not using him as a, an example on moveset. I'm using him as an example on, on, you know, how to build a wrestler more than that. Else, like, and I think that that would be that would be good to see. Be like, okay, let 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 these lads run, take the ball and run with it, but build it up slowly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they do have that chemistry already in the ring. But just even just by seeing that small sprint of a match, they do have that mm-hmm. chemistry. And the likes of Ruff, who's already a, a one-time North American champion. He had that upset win over, I think it was Johnny Gargano a few months ago. It was. Yeah. (laughs) That was excellent. There's a a great example of it. (laughs) Yeah, so that's the thing. He's already kind of, he's in the the eye of the public or the viewers or whatever, to an extent. Obviously, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the bills yet because nobody really knew him when he bet Johnny Gargano. And they still obviously don't know him. They just know, oh, Jesus, that's the fellow who bet Johnny Gargano. Who the belt couldn't actually fit around his waist. He's that small. It just kept falling down. So, um, Swerve played the heel in here. Uh, bet the bollocks out of him and then he ended up losing the match he got complacent uh, crucifix pin I think it was and Ruff picked up the win and then yeah. uh, to lead on then what we are saying that it looks like these lads will be having a field now for the next few weeks uh, Swerve then bet him down afterwards he's not happy that uh, Leon Ruff got the North American Championship shot and the fact he won it he was pretty pissed off with that but uh, yeah it seems yeah. like a good story obviously you can you can go a lot of places with this so hopefully you know, they keep keep rolling with that uh, yeah, it's I expect it to be a, a good turnaround as long as they uh, as long as they progress it properly. I just hope they don't drop the ball on it because yeah. it's nice. These are these are the nice types of matches that do fill adequate time when you know your main event stars are going to be getting like a Half fairly fat. Yeah, like yeah. So you know when you know you're in for longer journeys later on, it is nice to have have a have a bus stop moment, you know. And uh, and that's not an insult to the lads. There, everyone oh, no, could, no. everyone has to take their their few minutes. Um, you know, in in, in the undercard, like so, yeah. I just look forward to seeing them, seeing them get get better, pretty much. Yeah, especially if you look at Vengeance today and how long every match was and how much time they were given. That kind of match would have like would have suited perfectly on that card as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. So looking forward to that now. Um, after this, then we had Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter against Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. This yeah. was kind of a throwaway match. Um, and the reason why I say it was throwaway, it wasn't necessarily for like oh how quick it was something like that. It was the fact that. Aaliyah, she's been in NXT for quite some time now. She's Canadian. She's been there maybe since 2016, I think, when they did the Breaking Ground series and the network. She hasn't really progressed at all no. to the point where she can carry a match. Then you have um, Jesse Kamea, who's, again, fairly green. And then if you look on the other side of that ring, you have... Kanzaro and Caden. Exactly. And they're not... Any, you wouldn't call any of them in there a ring general or someone who can carry a match. So both kind of teams were exposed to how inexperienced they were. And straight yeah. away when I seen some, not necessarily botches, but when I seen how jittery everyone was in the ring, straight away I was taken out. I was just like, all right. And I'm not even going to lie to you. I pissed around my phone for a bit. Do you know what I mean? I was just yeah. keeping an eye. Every time I heard say a big commentary call, um, I just look up kind of thing. And it just seemed a bit, one, obviously slapdash. It was just kind of trunked together because that kind of forward and... Uh, Carter and Catanzaro's feud with uh, ZLE. That's, yeah. that's the main thing that's coming out of this. Um, which which obviously is going to build ZLE as a star. So yeah. I, I, I understand it and it kind of makes sense. They're building intrigue on that. Yeah. I, I'm i probably inclined to, maybe it's because I don't, I, like I wouldn't stay up and watch NXT. Obviously, I don't, I'm not I'm not at that tired peak. Um, maybe the way yourself might be. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, 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 it's my escape. It's my escape from the normal work day. I actually enjoy the match for what it was, which was watching uh, four women. One of them, and I agree, which is should be in theory the ring general out of a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but if I got to see that match once a month, yeah. that exact match once a month, 
till they were at a level where I could watch that match and it would be a very good technical um, example of what the girls can do within their moveset where yeah. they're more confident and charismatic and where they're able to hit the ropes harder or where they're able to, you know, uh, you know, not be so jittery, like you said. I would actually, I would actually enjoy it. I'd prefer it, and and I do think that the rough around the edges idea of of a, of a star that isn't an indie darling in that, yeah. um, I think it benefits them. I think, I think even as an audience member, I don't care for them now, but it's a blueprint for what I will hopefully care about in the future. Now, maybe I'm exactly. totally wrong. They'll all just eventually flop, and we'll we'll be back to relying on 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 bigger stars, indie stars, or more developed talent, and um, like. I wouldn't be sticking a Shotzi Blackheart in with any of them in a tag team, but yeah. I definitely would enjoy someone who's slightly better than them like Shotzi is against either one of them to watch them progress because I I do think they have potential. They wouldn't be there if they if they weren't, you know. So exactly, yeah. I didn't didn't I didn't mind it. I totally get where you're coming from. Um I just I I I, I watched it with the idea that I'm I'm watching I'm watching the uh, the pilot episode. Like, you yeah, know, I'm yeah. I want them to get I want this to get better you know yeah and that's the thing it does have they all have the bones there to kind of like the only thing reason why I pick out Aaliyah is just because it feels like she was very I think it's because I watched uh, Breaking Ground on the network and she was very yeah. whiny her and Baron Corbin were the two that stood out to be like the whiners the whingers oh I should be getting this shot whereas like there was a stage in that Breaking Ground um, what you call it a documentary series where mm. um Aaliyah's doing her entrance and William Regal standing there in the ring and he's like right we'll hit your music hit me with your entrance and she walks down to the ring and it's almost like a Smackdown 2 walk she just kind of slides down to the ring and then she like throws a hand up on the on the middle rope and then and her music back then was fairly upbeat and Regal's like do you want to take it again she's like yeah yeah sorry I'm a bit nervous she takes it again does the exact same thing and he's like what, you what, are, you trying to, there, yeah, what are you trying to accomplish here like and she was like oh i just want to like like i'm a, I'm a good guy oh, i'm a good girl and this that and the other and i want to be over with the fans and he's like yeah that's that's cool but you're not really giving the man you're not even saying like oh come on or you're not doing the, the bare bone basic kind of stuff that happens in wrestling yeah. school even and she's like oh i'm just nervous he's like okay well next time i see you hopefully i'm not and it's it's a very awkward segment but it's actually pretty funny to see but um yeah, we'll move on and anyway, move on because <laughs> it always yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 breaking say. ground. Yeah, um, we'll do a breaking ground episode next next week. Yeah, yeah. it's a wild show though. Um, <laughs> but um, so next we had uh, the trophy ceremonies with MSK yeah. and Coy and Gonzalez. Um, basically, it was just Beth Phoenix awarding them that trophy. Um, also, in this segment, we also had uh, the 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 date for when the title matches are. I think they said yeah. March toward. I think it was so. Uh, March toward we'll have Danny Borch and Oni Logan if they're still the champs against MSK and we'll also have Coyne Gonzalez against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax they'll be coming down mm. from Raw to NXT they said <clears throat> while this was happening we got a stare down then between Jax and Baszler and the Dakota Coy and Gonzalez the issue with this was I enjoyed it slightly and then the more the more it kept rolling it was almost you're like more, you got irritated with it. Yeah, and the reason why it wasn't even like it's nothing to do with say Jackson Baser as champions. It's nothing to do with Coy and Gonzalez as a team. It's how stiff they all were reading. Like it was literally like they were reading off their hand. Um, their promos. Like, yeah, it was, it was bizarre because like Dakota Coy shouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you, Baser. She should be like. You, because that's thing. If if it wasn't for Baszler beating the living shit out of Dakota Kai a few months back, Dakota Kai wouldn't have been a heel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she technically that was that was, that was when she did the cage thing, wasn't it? She fucking yeah. Then she torn on lost uh, the plot and torn and torn heel. Yeah. Yeah, on Nixon or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, 
what you call it. So yeah, it's, if anything, she should be like face to face squaring up the base and being like, I'm the new you essentially. Do you know what I mean? And obviously her, her gimmick is kind of like, oh, the captain of the team kicks, she has whopper kicks and all this. She should have kind of played into that. It's like, and like, at one stage she's like, I'll kick your head off. And basically was like, I'll snap your arm. It's like, it was real awkward. Like, and then yeah. you could, and the fair play to Nia Jax because she was kind of interjecting and trying to go off the cuff. And while it did work, it, it didn't hold any weight because it was like, no one was even looking at it. They were kind of all facing uh, Shayna Baszler. It was like, yeah. it was a three-way stare down here. And then Nia Jax was like, Oh yeah, you're only coming up to the pure trying to get a few things going. So fair boss off for trying it. Then eventually they got out of the ring, stalled up to the uh, to the ramp, and then Gonzalez then had her moment where she said she uh, what she say she said she's gonna stick Dusty's boot so far up Jax's hole again. And my whole joke. And here's what we said before about WWE: they will bleed yeah. that Troy. I said it. I think last week. You, you did. You said it. You said it. I was it like, it'll be on a t-shirt. It will literally be on a t-shirt. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm waiting for that t-shirt to drop now. To be honest with you. Um, and you better get a fucking some of the royalty money, man. You have the idea. <laughs> yeah, patent that shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a my whole fan club. <laughs> no, not your whole. It's my whole. My what you? You're welcome for the plug. Sponsors, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall. Um, Good segment in terms of what's set up in terms of like, oh, we yeah. know they now march toward two big tag team matches on the next day. So that's going to be worth tuning in for at least, you know what I mean? Um, it yeah. just was a bit, uh, uh, what you say, robotic. Um, I, the MSK I, I, lads, I do, though, made me laugh in the background. I do, yeah. Like that's, I was about to say, I do, I do think the MSK lads were the ones to have shined during, during that. Um, and it kind of, it almost takes away from it with the, with the women because like, if you put each one of those women on any, match our stage like even Jackson oh she gets a lot of shit for being like a rough houser and just a big, a big woman and all this type of shit like but to be fair to her like she at one point was in the Raw or was it the Raw Women's Champion main event of Wrestlemania who which one Nia Jax against Alexa Bliss wasn't it I feel like she was yeah I remember that yeah, she was the, yeah. she was the good guy and Alexa Bliss and Mickey James I think were the bad girls in that scenario um, and then I think Alexa Bliss won money in the bank and took it back off or like it was actually really sad now that I'm thinking about it and yeah. um, like people forget that like and Nia Jax like for for the athleticism she does have and the charisma that she does have and that it like it is there I'll be sometimes rough I don't think this was a problem with the individual women I think this was a problem with timing and, uh, and chemistry I I think I think they were I think they were written for yeah 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 like if you would let the same Shayna Baszler who beat the shit out of Rhea Ripley go you know in there with the same Dakota Kai who we'd seen you know just after her heel torn and then alongside the same Nia Jax who was fucking dominating the women's division when she was champion like you'd have a very different dynamic there be like they should have been playing the fact up that Shayna Baszler once ruled all the women of NXT and couldn't be beaten. And they should have played up the fact that, you know, she's like, and now I'm 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 once again, as in to reinforce the fact that she's a multi-time tag team champion. Once again, I'm a women's tag team uh, champion. So I'm consistently banging out the champions. I'm consistently dominating women. And in fact, do you know to get this fucking tag team championship belt, I had to be another woman's champion in Asuka. So they should have played up the fact that Shayna Baszler is like this monster arse kicker. While playing the fact that Nia Jax was a multi-time champion with Baszler, multi-time uh, singles champion, 
uh, or, or however many times that she's won it. And again, dominating the women. As in, as if to say, like, ah, you, you can't touch us type of thing. And then let Dakota Kai be like, who you beat up a few months ago wasn't the same person. I'm no underdog. Like, I will literally beat, I will kick the fucking, uh, kick the lips off your face. Like, and, yeah. and then in terms of like when she's like too small for a jacks type of thing, that's when you have Gonzalez go, you've never fought someone like me. You've yeah. never fought someone as, as, as athletic and, and powerful and fucking someone who can go toe to toe with the boat you in the same ring. Like, like you were talking about how dominant the, the two of you have been and, and are and will be. The two of you couldn't beat me by myself. And yes. then that does create that little little bit of friction that you can create later on down the line in a video package with Dakota Koi and, and Gonzalez eventual breakup. Yeah. Um because they can only outplay the whole smaller shit heel thing for so long before we do need to get Dakota Koi with like the heart of the underdog or whatever fucking storyline they want to give her. But yeah, I wish it could have been a little bit better. That's that's me one comment on it. Yeah, what did not was... said. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, I was gonna say yeah. So yeah, not not bad. I just yeah, I think it was just as you say, chemistry and yeah. bad writing maybe as well. But yeah, overall, though, pretty good to set up the the tag match. After mm-hmm. that, then we had Kashida against uh, Tyler Rust. Basically, what happened there was Kashida was in the back, which was just bizarre to me. It was like he was still getting his neck seen to from Sunday it was like he hadn't moved it was like he went backstage at Fenders Day and hadn't moved for three days but well, um, we, well, we, we didn't see well it wasn't Wednesday night that was technically fucking Sunday night like. yeah just shot probably yeah but, um, just straight after like. we had uh, Malcolm Bivens then the, the manager of Tyler Rust come up and he was like oh yeah we can set up a match tonight uh, and he was like yeah cool we also had Bronson Reed in there at one stage and he was chatting to Kushida saying that like oh if he can't go anymore then Bronson Reed's going to inject himself into the which call it the North American Championship picture. So we'll see what happens there. I hope, obviously, Kushida does get the title at one stage. I don't want to see him get skipped now, but whatever, we'll see what happens. But uh, the match yeah. with Tyler Rust was actually pretty good. Tyler Rust, uh, every time he's in the ring, you can genuinely see him getting better, and he, he's no slouch to begin with, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. the fact that Bivens is with him now is, is pretty good because Rust doesn't really have a, a superstar look or a gimmick, really. He's just like, I'm a good wrestler. Yeah. It's like the way, obviously, we talked about Ben, ben Malenko and Perry Saturn years ago. They're just good wrestlers. And that, that's good, but a manager does work in their favour. And um, yeah. for most of the match, yeah, he just dominated Kushida in terms of like working the neck and stuff. But Kushida then, obviously, shown his experience, ended up winning then. Um, technically, he won with the Kimura. Uh, yeah. Just before he tapped out, though, Malcolm Bivens called it off. He called the ref. He's like, no, no, end it, end it. Throw him the towel kind of thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. Because then, you, as he was saying, when they were walking up, he was like, don't worry about it. We'll get him next time and all, but... We're thinking of the longevity here, like so. It was pretty smart, and it was a good yeah. way to use a manager as well. You know what I mean? And it's something you don't see. And I do think that, like, why I keep saying about surprise and intrigue, that was good work. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, big time, big time, yeah. Um, definitely standout match, definitely, like, in terms of in ring ability, definitely a standout match there for both guys. Um, mm. as we said before, because is just deadly, but it was good to see Rust kind of get that few minutes, and then, yeah, great work with manager. Um, yeah. we'll just keep rattling on then because we're nearly at the main event now anyway so yeah. next we had um, a little scene with LA Knight as well or Eli Drake whatever you want to call him they went to his gaff and he just said yeah eventually I'll show up to NXT I'm putting you all on notice don't care what belt you have see you later that's all it was yeah a bit mm-hmm. beyond um, yeah. but um, what else do we have we also had a few bits in between I suppose we didn't talk about them Karrion Cross yeah. was supposed to fight Santos Escobar last but then night he, on NXT he walked away man like Pretty much, yeah. So Santos Escobar sent a video and he was just like, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to wrestle him tonight. Now, apparently this match was just pulled last minute um, and then they just filmed that footage then. 
but we'll, I don't know. Actually, I still haven't seen anything about it. But maybe there could have been, say, like a, a family emergency or something, and it was just thrown, it's just scrapped. Um, or genuinely yeah. could have been. Maybe they're like, no, we'll, we'll, because I thought it was going to be a pay per view match. So maybe they're just going yeah, to drag that, it out. That's what I would have expected. I think, I think if they're going to do the whole carrying crosses in between the lines and Escobar's the heel, which he obviously is, yeah. you know, next week, oh, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Oh, actually, you know what? You're going to go against one of the fucking Phantasma lads. Yeah, oh, the next week, you'll go against the other one. Oh, yeah, no, this week we'll do a match, but it's going to be a handicap match. And then finally a pay-per-view payoff where you don't actually see Cross and, and, and Escobar fight you. That'll, yeah. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. Keep teasing it along. It's going to be good. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. And um, that'd be the perfect way to build. It's very, very ruthless aggression era as well. So yeah. um, especially when evolution <laughs> are rocking around and also, yeah, good idea. Uh, after this, then we had, uh, what was her name? Zoe Stark. She had a squash match. She squashed, what was her name? Oh, God, Valentina something, I think. Uh, Valentina Feroz. Yeah, she just squashed her. Um, it's grand for what it was. Literally two-minute match, three-minute match. Um, yeah. Zoe Stark does look good. She looks like a, like a power lifter. She looks like a... Yeah, she look, she's small, obviously, but she has a cool move set. Like, I finish her. It's like a... a, a, a what would you say? Like a, a play on the GTS. She does like a... Yeah. Spins them backwards. They do like basically two full backflips, and she... Hits the knee, deadly finish. But um, yeah, pretty short match just to kind of get her back into the telly now because she was in the Dusty Classic. She got signed, got put in the Dusty Classic, and got lo- like lost that first match. So you didn't yeah. get to see her. So it was a sing- singles debut, and yeah, good for what it was. It did, it did, it did. Like it's Ron Sale does exactly what it says on the tin. I just kind of have become a little bit kind of like uh, with the with the with the squash matches across the board. I kind of I'd I'd, I'd much rather. Like you know, like we said before, to you know, to relatively you know, I wouldn't say amateur. Amateur is the wrong word, but you know, relatively lower down on the card stars doing a technical showcase. Yeah. Like that's literally how we built the fucking you know Daniel Bryan's and others like him. You know, and and I think that that's gonna be the right way to do your on the card. But yeah, it did well. Yeah, did what yeah. it was meant. Um. Then we'll roll on to the main event, which was uh, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch. Lor- uh, only Lorcan only Lorcan against Balor O'Reilly and Strong that was set up at the start of the show yeah. Savage match uh, it, it was. It only had the potential to be that good do you know what I mean it, it wasn't yeah. going to be a bad match because if you think about it like on their own every single one of them are so good in the ring it's one of the it's I suppose what you'd call it um, e- each one of them they, they just have that power that you're, you're not going to get a bad match if you put no. any of them against each other in a one-on-one you're not getting a bad match so how are you going to yeah. get a bad match in a Three on three kind of aspect. So, savage match. Um, what you call them? Balor and Strong kind of teamed up a few times during the match. Um, it was good, to which see was though. pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah. There was no. It, it, it seemed like they kind of played the professionals almost. You know, we'll put the babble aside. We'll just beat the shit out of these guys. Um, which was good yeah. to see. Um, we had a few other bits where uh, only Larkin, I think it was, and Borch, they moved the steps to set up something for later. Obviously. Um, now obviously they're not involved but the whole idea was that they were moving it to kind of use the steps and then the ref was like oh give that over um, yeah. we'll come to the steps now in a second but um, yeah so eventually then we had like a big brawl outside so the the English lads or whatever you can't even call them English because only Larkin's fucking from Boston but whatever um, <laughs> yeah there was a brawl where they just kind of took out uh, Roderick Strong like basically two of the lads just hopped on him yeah. O'Reilly made the save big huge kind of brawl then the ref got taken out as well yeah, that. that's when yeah, yeah, Ting hit the drop kick and and yeah, yeah, and then the ref got taken yeah. over. Yeah, so while it was all going off, uh, ref got killed basically. <laughs> <at one stage. laughs> he literally he got two pure like he literally got 
cake Squished. twice to, yeah yeah or, uh, and the quick succession as well um <laughs> but yeah so he got battered and then that's when adam cole came in so he didn't yeah. show up obviously at the start of the show he ignored everyone laid it down and better bollocks of uh kylo really um hit him with suplex as well uh, well a brain buster on the steps um left him laying to the point where he was selling so good i'm not sure if you've seen it on the internet everyone thought he had a seizure because he did not move once Oh, really? Was it? Yeah, he did. When move. he got when he got after the the suplex. Yeah, so he got that brain buster, and he yeah. he didn't move, and he just kind of let the spit kind of come out of his mouth, and also it looked like he was just dead, essentially. Dead. Yeah, and then yeah. there was like people obviously who are behind the glass case thing. They were like, in the arena. they were taking photos and putting them up on the internet, and they were like, "Oh my yeah. god!" Because after them, after all this happened, Triple H came out and all. Do you know what I mean? To kind of build up, like, "Oh Jesus, he's getting hiding." That's all yeah. it was, but because that. Was that went so well? Everyone kind of got walked. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, because he's a type one diabetic. I was like, Jesus Christ, get this chap of Mars bar, whatever you do. But, um, <laughs> Feed yeah. the man some caramel, quick. Yeah, literally. But um, yeah. So uh, Coil, uh, Coil, um, Adam Cole came out. Yeah, t- took him out, and then what was it? Then the lads were getting hopped on. Then yeah. So during all this, then when what you call him, uh, Adam Cole kind of snuck back off then. He, he scarred because yeah. the ref was kind of getting back up and stuff. Um, that's actually then then the ref got taken at the second time. Sorry, that's when what was it? Strong made the save for uh, Finn Balor. Then Balor. Yeah, and, I think wasn't it? Larkin went for the belt. Strong fucked him out. Was it? Lo- yeah, yeah, it was yeah. yeah. And Strong him off. with a mad knee. And then Strong uh, picked up. It was Balor's belt, wasn't it? And he yeah. was like, "Here, Balor, this is yours." Like, yeah, in the middle of that, <laughs> and you, you, you really didn't expect it because, like, for Strong to be like that's like. All right, whatever. That's a bit random. But for Balor to just be like, "Oh, there's a person behind me. I'll hit good old faithful Pele kicks him in the head." Literally, yeah, took him out. Like yeah. that was the best like accidental. It wasn't like, "Oh, he he's trying to hit suicide dive." Oh no, his teammate. Or oh, he's smacked him off the turnbuckle. It was like good old faithful. Someone's behind me. They're getting fucking kicked in the skull. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do a backflip for right here. That matter after so being good. killed for that half of the match so good oh man and to be fair that like I was I think I might have almost spoiled it earlier in the when in the when in the chat like that was where I was kind of like are they gonna do Cole and O'Reilly and then Strong and Ballard because of this little thing and what's gonna happen um yeah that was fucking great and then Pete Dunne obviously got the the the, the pinfall uh oh, on Ballard yeah hit with the bear and end. it was good that was that was good if 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 we got uh Ballard done too I'm all right to have uh, done take uh, the belt even with some shenanigans. Exactly, yeah. And if this was like, if this was any other kind of promotion, like New Japan, once you have a pinfall victory over a champion, you have a championship shot. Um, oh, yeah. Now, obviously, he's, he's, they are going to have that rematch. They are going to have that because they, they know how good it was. And there is kind of unfinished business there. Dunn will feel like he can beat Balor. He's done it now. Um, yeah. So he's going to be he's going to be going for that belt now, I'd say. But um, after that match then, we had Adam Cole jump back into the ring. He came in from the other side of the, the arena then, hopped in yeah. the ring to the right-hand side, and then laid out um, Finn Balor to close the show. Yeah. Held up the belt. And yeah, close the show there. So obviously, that shows then that Cole's still in that in that picture there. So maybe they'll end up doing a triple threat for that title, or maybe they'll they'll go one by one. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I hope they do the one by one. I hope you have Dunham Balor again, and then you have Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. That's what we're saying at starting. Yeah. And then we'll lead in whoever beats who will fight Balor. That's what I hope. But regardless, I'm intrigued by all angles as well at the same time. So like there's like so much fantasy booking potential here, but I want to throw my two cents in the pod before it all gets too thick and say, I want Dunn to go against Balor, 
have all the run-ins and shenanigans you want, make it a big fuck fest of a match. Dunn takes the belt, right? Yeah. Um then you can set up your 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 baller strong or whatever if you want to do that. And then you set up um a bit of a belt hop. So you set up someone else to take the belt off Dunn, much in the same way he won it. You either get the belt back on Balor or you have Cole fight for the belt, even if it was like fucking trying to fight O'Reilly. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter what order you want to do it in. Yeah. But at some point, I can actually see, and this is it's going to sound completely wild to you, dude. I can actually see uh, either Cole or Dunn with the belt, right? Mm-hmm. And then Dunn wanting, you know, this, or not Dunn, sorry, uh, Cole wanting an undisputed area full of uh, belt holders and booting out um Booting out O'Reilly, potentially booting out uh, Roderick Strong in order to get in uh, the other lads and try to bring them in under Undisputed Era with returning Bobby Fish and that. And I think that would really shake up things. I think that would, would really absolutely. fucking... Like, as far as crazy ideas go, that's about as Vince McMahon as it gets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You yeah. know? Yeah, I and you, you get all the heels on one page. Adam Cohn's still an excellent heel and it reinforces that the fans should dislike him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? He's after wrecking undisputed area, but not like in a wrecking undisputed area the way like NWO got wrecked, but wrecking it like the way Bullet Club has gotten wrecked. Yeah, pretty much. A, it, it, kind of in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel so. bad now for Bobby Fish. Like obviously, it's. I'm just saying, if it wasn't fake, and I just feel Bobby Fish is gonna rock up to NXT one day with like a pizza or something. Like, hey guys, what's going on? And everyone's just split it off. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah. We don't like each other anymore. And he's just standing there. Jesus, I've got these five large feet. So what the fuck am I going to do with these? <laughs> I've got these fat boys. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next war games. It's not even happening. Yeah. I'm not even on a team to be in war games. He's going to be like going around to people like, uh, can we like do a war games match? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be on your team. And it, it's like, like no, again. yeah, he's like, you already asked the other guys. It's like, ah, oh, fuck man. And then you're just going to see him wandering around the backstage area at Raw one day. He's going to come up against like the New Day or something. Be like, you guys want a fourth? Yeah. <laughs> Return. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. But um, uh, yeah, no. yeah, I'm dying to know how he's going to play a part as well because that's another little chapter in itself as well. So we'll mm. see because he's obviously going to take quite O'Reilly's play, um, back as well. He's going to have his back because they're their best, bo- yeah. best bros. You know what I mean? They've like been mates. Then again, you could do a, a, a massive like, oh no, I have your back, I have your back, I have your back. And then he just turns on him. Just, yeah, oh no, undisputed area for, 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 for life or something. Yeah. I don't know. Could happen, could happen. But we'll see anyway. But overall, pretty, yeah, yeah. Pretty, another pretty good um, episode of NXT. I'm excited yeah, I think NXT. we only had like two, what, one week segment and one relatively weak um, match compared to the rest of the card. I'm pretty pretty happy with that show. Like, to be honest, if if Raw was like that this week, I'd, I'd, probably, be, I'd probably be super impressed, you know? Yeah, like it's actually getting to the stage now where I'm like obviously leading up to Vengeance Day. I was excited to watch NXT weekly, but I mean, feels like I'm at that stage now where I'm like, oh geez, I actually can't wait for it to be Wednesday now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty like cool. I was looking more forward to today since Sunday yeah. than I was looking forward to any other day of the week. Like, yeah, literally. You know, it's actually mad because if it was in a slightly different order, nearly rather raw be at the end of the week or or NXT be at the end of the week because at least if I got me two good wrestling shows in early I'd be yeah. happy to be like oh, I'll take a couple of days not watch wrestling and just watch the highlights but then when I flip it and I'm like oh if it was Smackdown now it would just go from like worst to best and I'd be like ah it's going to progressively get better and I get yeah. NXT to start my weekend like <laughs> yeah true true but um, yeah they're doing a, doing a great job in NXT anyway so yeah can't complain so what we'll yeah. do is we'll wrap it up there anyway and yeah, so that's basically our 
review, recap, or whatever you want to call it, of uh, NXT. Both enjoyed it a lot. Um, what we'll do next, tomorrow we're going to hop on, only probably for maybe 10, 15 minutes. We'll just do a little piss take kind of uh, episode. We're just going to, we decided, we came up with the idea yesterday. Um, Daryl kind of threw it into the pot and he was saying, every Friday, one of us will come up with a random topic that we won't let anyone else know until I press record. And then we'll kind of rattle off something. So, for example, oh, your top five favorite finishers, your top five this. Who would you reckon will win in a fight between these guys? What's your favorite wrestling music? Stuff like that. But we won't let anyone know, so no one can pre-plan unless yeah. they already have it in the back of the head. So tomorrow we'll hop on, we'll do that uh, tomorrow evening. And then Saturday morning, then it'll be me and Daryl doing the SmackDown review. And then, yeah, the the next week then we'll go from, go from Raw. But, um, yeah, good episode of NXT. We'll leave it there then. And we're just going to say thanks very much for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.